Blog Talk Radio. This is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Wiglet, Jiglet, what a race! Always be Mickey on the outside. Always be Mickey! They're off and it is on! And betting line has taken the lead. Choo choo! Boom! You're tuned in to Harness Racing's fastest 90 minutes post-time with Mike and Mike, with co-host Mike Carter. Believe in the spirit? Do you believe in miracles? And Mike Bozen. Smoking Gun, Shaman Hall, production Smoking Gun is flying. Here comes Smoking Gun. I don't know! That just happened! That just happened! One thing that Daylight Savings Time didn't change was the time of post-time with Mike and Mike. It's Thursday afternoon. You've got Mike alongside of Mike Kuzich, and we're coming off some very big news yesterday where we have our live remote schedule uh, just being announced, and we've got a couple of more additions uh, to be uh, added to that, Mike Kuzich. That's right, and there could be a couple of more additions coming up as well. We uh, added the Meadowlands, the Meadowlands Pace, as well as the Hambletonian. We'll be covering that for you live. As a matter of fact, for all the information, you can log on to our website, posttimewithmikeandmike.com. We've got our 2017 live remote schedule, and you might want to check that often because I have a feeling that's going to change quite a bit throughout the course of the year, Mike. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Well, we've got a fantastic show lined up for you today. We're going to talk to our good friends at Pocono Downs uh, who are currently buried, Mike. They're buried under a couple of feet of snow. Uh, however, they've canceled live racing for this Saturday. They're going to kick things off on a Tuesday, but Jen Starr and her gang will be joining us here in just a little bit. We're also going to talk to uh, Pompano Park Director of Racing Operations, Gabe Pruitt. And uh, Gabe and his crew went over $1 million on a Sunday. And John Barry sent me a press release uh, about a horse that went over, uh, uh, I believe it was 50 wins, Mike. So we'll talk about that as well. Yeah, I think I got the press release that they went over a million bucks about six times. I don't know if that was just the resend or what, but (laughs) serious note, a big, big hats off to Gabe Pruitt and the gang down there. We knew Gabe was doing great things down at Pompano, and and, uh, he backed it up with a big performance on Sunday with a million dollars in total handle. So congratulations, and we'll talk more about that with Gabe at about 115 or so. Plus, Mike, I'm going to go a little bit into the past, my own past a little bit of a guy that I know quite well, the operations manager at Northville Downs in Michigan, Mike Carlo, will be joining the program. We're going to talk about the state of affairs as far as harness racing goes in the state of Michigan, Mike. So uh, Mike Carlo will be joining us, and uh, we've got a lot more. But, Mike, real quick, uh, not only – and we I really didn't hype this, Mike, this uh, big announcement because, uh, you know, we were talking about our remote schedule a little bit. But I did want to mention this, Mike. And this is something that uh, is in the works, and uh, it's very close to being uh, to being finalized, if you will. But uh, a monthly town hall with the USTA president, Russell Williams, is something that uh, we are very, very close to putting together. So if you have any feedback on that, if that's something you'd like to see, Facebook us or Twitter us. But uh, I know that's something that uh, I believe somebody had that idea somewhere. And, uh, you know, we kind of capitalized on it, and boom. So Russell Williams will be here uh, once a month for a town hall uh, style, uh, I don't know what you call it, press conference, roundtable, whatever. But we're going to open it up for questions from racing fans, and we'll talk about the uh, current things that are going on in the industry at that time, Mike. So big, big doings. It was a big week for uh, Post Time with Mike and Mike. Listen, it's been busier this week than the last couple of weeks. We real quick want to thank everybody who tuned into our tribute to Sam McKee last week. Um, And uh, for those of you who are joining us for the first time after that, uh, welcome uh, to our show. Uh, This is kind of a weekly thing we do. Uh, One o'clock, we're going to be switching uh, our time and potentially our day um, once Mike Bozich goes back to work uh, on April the 2nd, if I I said that right, Mike, April 2nd. So uh, stay tuned for details on that. We actually got a couple of weeks to make a decision on that. But in all seriousness, thank you to everybody who took time out last week to uh, join us, who listened to it on the archive at betamerica.com backslash barn. 
Um, you know, Sam was a, a great, great friend and, uh, he'll truly, his legacy will truly live on. But, uh, Mike, you know, he, he would want us to, uh, pick up and continue on with, uh, promoting the sport of harness racing. And we continue, we will continue to do that and we'll continue to live by our motto, positively promoting the sport of harness racing. Absolutely, as Sam would want. Well, we've got plenty coming up on this edition, so don't go anywhere. It's the operations manager at Northfield Downs, Mike Carlo, first up at the plate. You've got post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. The best is bigger and even better at Bet America. We've raised the maximum on our industry-leading sign-up bonus to $400. But like I said, it gets even better. Now, we won't just double your first deposit, we'll triple it. Deposit $20 and get an extra $40. Deposit $100 and get an extra $200. And for the best deal, deposit $200 to get an extra $400 bonus. Get the best deposit bonus today when you sign up at BetAmerica. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania, and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At the stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Hey, there we are. We're back. Mike Bosich along with Mike Carter. It's post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. And right now we're joined by the operations manager at Northfield Downs, Mike Carlo. Mike, how are you, my friend? Very good. Nice to hear your voice again, Mike, and uh, nice to talk to you, Mike Carlo. And, uh, and thanks for having me on. Hey, no problem. Well, we've had some good times back in Michigan, and you guys are uh, obviously still holding fort back there. I left in 2012, and it's now 2017, and you guys are uh, still uh, holding on, and it looks like you guys have had some good crowds so far here in 2017. How's the meat going so far? It, it, it actually picked up right where we left off last year. I was really happy with the, uh, with the crowd turnout uh, opening weekend, second weekend is strong. You know, in, in, in racing this time of year, it's a little tricky. So, you know, like this weekend, we're expecting a little bit of tough weather. And you never know how that's going to work. You know, sometimes it actually pushes people into the building. Sometimes it keeps them, keeps them out. You know, uh, when, it's, uh, when, it, when it's cold out, people want to stay in their homes sometimes. But I, I get a totally different crowd that they're looking for a reason to get out of their house. So Yeah, yeah. Let's, you know, Mike, let's talk a little bit about Let's go back uh, maybe – uh, perhaps the people that don't know that aren't too familiar with uh, Michigan harness racing. When I first arrived there in 2004, uh, we were very, very close to getting slots. As a matter of fact, we had it passed to the House and the Senate. And uh, then at that time, Governor Granholm stalled it in committee. And then, of course, Proposal 1 was born. It got onto a ballot and a vote of the people. And it was probably one of the most deceptively written pieces of legislation <laughs> of all time. Uh, of ballot wording of all time and of course we lost that uh, resoundingly but we I mean you know Michigan has had some chances since I mean instant racing got close a couple of times and I know you guys are uh, knocking at the door I believe of uh, ADW how's that going uh, it's it's coming uh, slowly but I do believe surely that's and that's something I'm I'm very happy to to, to know or to, to believe in you know the the, the trick uh, when you talk about the history of what happened in Michigan when, when I start looking across the country I believe I believe that 
any racetrack, or I'm sorry, any state that has a racing program, I think Texas and us are the only ones without any additional help in the form of slot machines, video lottery terminals, ADW, instant racing. Everybody has something except Michigan and Texas. So um, I'm, I'm proud that we're still here fighting it. Um, and, 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 I, and, I, and I'll be honest, I love the fight. I love the fight. You know, because it's it's uh, it's something we, we we believe that this this industry can continue to grow in Michigan, even though it's shrinking a little bit. We, we've uh, we, we believe we can keep it going forward. And, and ADW is going to be a piece of that. Um, I believe within I, I believe by June, we should be looking at some positive uh, uh, income, possibly by June to, to really start stemming the tide, I should say. How is the current? How is the uh, current political landscape, uh, in your opinion? Do they look favorably upon harness racing? Is that relationship improved over the years, or is it just kind of just kind of depends on who gets in, or is it uh, kind of hit or miss? I, you know what, I, I'm 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 what I consider uh, apolitical. Uh, I I I've never had any success with Democrats or Republicans, and because no one, uh, neither of them have really done much to help us in Michigan. Um, right now I have the feeling, uh, horse racing as a whole in Michigan takes a huge, uh, back burner, uh, uh, topic when it comes to gambling in the state of Michigan, when you've got three casinos in Detroit, 23, I believe 23 Indian casinos, you know, they pump tons of money through the state. Now, how much of the state capture? Not a hundred percent sure, except through the casino money that the, the Detroit casinos do pay taxes. The, the Indians don't have to uh, because of com- compact issues uh, with the state right now. But so they don't pay a whole lot of attention to us. Unfortunately, that's where we get really frustrated because we know how it can work in other states and how we can create that tax revenue that state that our state is looking for. But they don't want to. They don't want to look at us as as an opportunity to do that, you know. Uh, and it goes back to something you said, Mike, which is, you know, proposal one. They don't want to expand gambling, and then get their pants uh, pantsuit off because they're breaking law. So, it's it, it is a real delicate dance when it when it comes to expanding any type of wagering menu at any racetrack in Michigan right now. Yeah, it's certainly very tough, and obviously the casinos have a major lobby, a major presence uh, in Lansing. Uh, the Indian casinos do as well, so it's very tough for any other sort of uh, gambling interest to play on any kind of level footing there. But uh, nonetheless, you guys have managed to survive, and uh, you know you guys still have harness racing there. It's 2017. I think a lot of people thought that by 2017, given the current climate, that uh, things wouldn't be uh, – that. Things wouldn't be there, quite frankly. Mike, what uh, what do you guys got going this year at Northfield Downs? Give us a preview. Why should we come on up? Well, right now we've got uh, two handicapping contests uh, coming up. Let's see, uh, not this weekend, the following weekend. We've got one uh, in two weeks and another one two weeks later that are uh, we're going to send two people to the Meadowlands for the uh, World Handicapping uh, Championship. And uh, I'm working on a on a – a, a separate piece that I can't even tell you about it, but it's going to draw people to my racetrack in a way I think it's never been done before. I hope to have that ready by May, probably around Derby Day, where I'll have a crowd full of people. And once I have that this product in my building, I think it's going to be a, a, a game changer to put people in at the racetrack. You know, one of the one of the things that you guys have seen over the years and, and, and is that racetracks now kind of operate uh, a lot differently um, when it comes to their live racing products. Some racetracks do it to send their signal out. We're, we're a racetrack that we, we live and die on having a, a, a good crowd show up. And we do have a pretty decent, uh, you know, show, show of, uh, of people that, that, that show up. Anyway, so I, our business model is trying to draw people into the building. That's and I've got something coming. I think by May I'll have it. I'd love to be back on your show again, telling you about it. Um, you guys have my number. Keep checking in on me and push me to get this thing done because when it's done, 
it's going to, it's going to be the uh, the customer experience that people are looking for when they come to a racetrack. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, that's that's fantastic. We're always looking for game changers, so we'll definitely keep tabs with you and have you back on the show, Mike. Real quick before we let you go, uh, you're yep. also a USDA director now, um, taking over for uh, Ken Marshall, who uh, obviously uh, you knew quite well, and of course I did. He was my boss for ten years there at Hazel Park. Can you say anything uh, about Kenny and what that means to you to take over for him at the USDA? You know, I'm glad you brought that up because Kenny. When I went to the USDA meeting this uh, this past uh, February, you couldn't believe the outpouring of of personal loss that people I had only known by name, never knew their face, that were coming to me and and, and hearing other people just talk about Kenny and 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 the lifetime that he put into this sport to take over his his uh, his job for whatever time they're going to let me have it. It's 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 a it's a true honor, and the reason one of the one of the most important things about my relationship with always you know because Hazel Park and Northville Downs we were always competitors in one way or another we were always competing for race dates we were competing for horses then we were competing for a few other things, but Kenny and I always maintained a very warm relationship. You know it was one of those things where if our bosses had to fight. Kenny and I never never had to. He he was just he was a consummate gentleman and and a and a hell of a nice guy to be around. Every time I was around him, I look forward to it. And and I and I miss him dearly. I know a lot of guys in the industry do. And uh, and I I know he's looking down every every race day at Hazel Inn, Northville, you know, wishing he was he was there because he was just that guy. I you know, and and that's one of those things you love about our sport. Just like just like you see owners, just like you see drivers and, 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 and the grooms and everybody that runs around a racetrack, you have to realize that there are guys in our building that run racetracks who on their off days are still watching racing because it's just what they love to do. They just love to be around it. And it's just awesome. Absolutely. Kenny was one of the best. Uh, Mike, you're one of the best, buddy. We appreciate you joining <laughs> us. And, hey, we're going to check back in with you in May. Absolutely. Do, do hey. it. And, and I, can't, I can't wait to be talking to you guys about it. Hey, hey, Mike. Yeah. Real, real, real quick. I wanted, I wanted to tell you one of your, uh, one of your, uh, uh, I don't want to call her a cohort, but one of your, uh, one of your friends, uh, our, uh, one of our broadcasters, just got and told me to tell you hello. Oh, she, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she, she's, uh, she's a, she's a great asset to, uh, to Michigan racing. She is, uh, she's front and center any, anytime she can be to promote our sport and I, and I, I appreciate not only her but a lot of people that's one, one great thing about what's happened in Michigan though it's been so tough to keep it going over the last five ten years you know I've, I've gained a lot of a lot of friends and a lot of help for from from horsemen that are dying to help promote this sport and, and Jessica's one of the best at it and uh, love her, her uh, enthusiasm and, uh, and and a fresh look. It's one of those great things to have have a young uh, a young mind looking at at what a lot of us are starting to say is an old problem. So it's really great to have her around. Yeah, Mike, we certainly appreciate you joining us. And one final thing before we let you go, I got to give props to the big horse because the big horse handicap is getting it done. Oh, he's the best, along with the uh, the, the long the long shot uh, the, the barn goat the barn goat's just as good i'm telling you that it, those those tweets that uh that were put on screen our new graphic package it's been a lot of fun interacting with with our fans this way and, and, and again that's one of those things that we're doing in the building that, that's really helping uh you know draw traffic into our building and 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 the the, the big horse and, and the barn goat awesome awesome things that uh that we're doing in the building mike we'll check back with you in may sir Thanks a lot. Have a good day. All right. That was Mike Carlo. And he says he's got the game changer, Mike. I'll tell you, this intrigues me. You know, Mike is he, – he's a pretty aggressive guy. You know, and he gets his mind down to something. Uh, you know, he, he's pretty innovative. I, I'm kind of interested to see what Mike's got going on there. Yeah, definitely. It'll be interesting to see what happens. And the other big thing, too, Mike, is, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll wind up at Northfield Downs on the night they pr- premiere this thing. You know, we'll have to talk with Mike and see if we can get out. I've never been to Northville. <laughs> We'll have to corner him. We'll have to definitely corner him. Speaking of game changer, we got our man on deck, Gabe Pruitt, the operations manager, as well as 
the fine track announcer at Pompano Park, and uh, they just went over a million bucks on Sunday, and we're going to get his reaction up next on time with Mike and Mike. Well, only because he only because he can hear me. I don't know about fine tracking out there. I'm just kidding, Gabe. I know you're on tech and listening, but I'm totally kidding. <laughs> oh boy, we'll be back. The action is always hot at Hardest Racing's Windsor Capital Pompano Park. With guaranteed pools, constant carryovers, and industry load takeouts, Pompano Park has become one of Hardest Racing's greatest horseplayer attractions. Live racing five nights per week, Sunday through Wednesday and Saturday too, for the most time of 7.20 p.m. Eastern. Wager now at Hardest Racing's Winter Capital, Pompano Park. At Bet America, we're giving away free Kentucky Derby bets. Bet a winner in any Derby prep race now through April 15th, and we'll give you a free bet on that horse to win the 2017 Kentucky Derby. Check out the BetAmerica.com promo calendar for opt-in info and rules. And don't forget about our new bigger and better intro bonus, where your first deposit is tripled. Join BetAmerica today. And we're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And joining us now, and listen, we got to give him crap every time, but that, that last commercial kind of sprung something. A guy that needs all the free Kentucky Derby bets he can get, Gabe Pruitt. Gabe, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> well, you guys did introduce me uh, earlier by uh, one of my most notorious titles here as, as the worst handicapper in South Florida, so I appreciate uh, you leaving <laughs> that out of the file. But um, Speaking of handicapping, guys, what about that Bet America contest on Sunday nights to all through March? We've still got a couple of those Sunday nights left in March where it's the easiest contest going. You just have to outpick me to double your money, and it's uh, really fun. We get uh, a lot of people following along online and things, so make sure to do that. It's just 5 bucks on uh, Bet America. And again, if you just outpick me, it's as simple as that. You're going to double your money. Now, now, Mike's got something, but real quick, Gabe, I, I was going to ask you about that. How has that been going so far? Uh, how has the turnout been, and uh, how have you been doing against everybody else? Well, I was a little short first start out of the box. I needed a start, per se. I was uh, up the track and probably had Bet America rethinking their uh, marketing efforts uh, moving forward. <laughs> uh, however, I will say that last week I did come back and finish second in the contest, and uh, it uh, would have had to have been a profitable evening for them, so uh, we did quite uh, quite well. So we'll see what happens this week. The tale of two different worlds at this point. Gabe, I know you like to diversify your wagering dollars as much as possible. We've got the NCAA tournament starting today. Who, who are some of the upsets that you think maybe we could be looking forward to? Who can I put my money on? Well, uh, that's uh, a tough question, Mike. Uh, the tournament is going to be fun to watch. One of the best days uh, of the year, of course. But uh, next uh, over the next four days, I love it. But uh, I think uh, UNC Wilmington is uh, maybe a sleeper team that has a shot to. Uh, make it out a couple of uh, games. The team I really like uh, to go the distance, I wish I wasn't saying this because they're going to hook up with my Kentucky Wildcats in the uh, Sweet 16 if we both make it that far. It's a UCLA. UCLA, very interesting. My dark horse is Middle Tennessee. And I'm going to tell you, they're playing Minnesota today at 4 o'clock, and uh, Minnesota lost one of their key players. And Middle Tennessee beat Michigan State last year, upset them in the tournament. And from what I've seen from Middle Tennessee, they are a lot better than that team was last year than they were a year ago. So I think they could definitely go a deep. So there you go, Gabe. There's your hot tip for the day. Tim as well. I actually did pick them out a couple of games, and uh, that would certainly be another under-the-radar pick. I like it. I like it a lot. Gabe, let's talk a little bit about, first before we dive into your million-dollar night, let's talk a little bit about Northern Companion. Northern Companion, uh, according to the press release that we uh, received from John Barry, scored its 50th victory, 50th career start. That's uh, no easy task. No, it's not, guys. And how about this? The horse started on the Kentucky Fair circuit. He's a son of Cambess. And we know many of those Cambess did better with age. 40 of those 50 career wins have been right here at Pompano Park. So he really is a horse for the course that he's taken off. He's been here for many years. Actually, I'd asked about Northern Companion way back uh, earlier this season. must have been November. And they told me they thought uh, he was done and that they were uh, going to retire. Had a couple issues pop up at the end of last season because he's always been a fringe open horse here. Uh, lo and behold, I was on the track apron about three weeks ago, and someone says, uh, what about Northern Companion? I always love to see him race here. His late uh, brushes, 
and uh, I incorrectly uh, gave out some information as per usual and uh, told them that I thought the horse was finished. Uh, lo and behold, uh, about seven days later, he pops up in the box, and uh, second start uh, off that layoff, uh, he was a, a convincing winner, I must say. Well, listen, Mr. Trump would be calling you fake news at this point. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, listen, you know, you guys did something on Sunday night that uh, it, it's good to see in – you know, and, and I don't consider Pompano a small track by any means, but when it comes to wagering dollars and things of that sort, us Carnish guys kind of take a back seat, especially on the weekends. But Sunday night, you guys managed to pop up with a million-dollar night. Uh, obviously, uh, the big snowstorm had a little bit to do with it, but, hey, you know what? You guys are doing a heck of a job down there. Well, yeah, and actually we were up against pretty much normal competition on, on Sunday night, so we really didn't lose anyone off the uh, radar. Now, it is a favorable schedule uh, on Sunday nights at the moment. Uh, but, yeah, it was really nice to see. That was only the fifth time it's ever happened in track history. The other four times, guys, pretty much always a gimmick involved. So uh, we had a meat and potatoes type card on Sunday night. So really nothing special going on. 11 races. We averaged just a tick over 91000 a race. So that's uh, pretty serious money flying into those pools. Uh, the prior four nights, a couple of those nights were Isle of Capri final nights. Uh, the other night, so we had 14 races uh, that we stacked up on a night. We know we were going to have a solid handle. And then, of course, we had our mandatory payout a couple of years ago in the jackpot I-5. So really, that was the first time uh, in track history, you can say just on an ordinary night, uh, that we put just seven figures uh, through the uh, windows. It was really great to see. We appreciate everyone's support. We had another track record pick four pool. $36,000 and change that same night. These pick four pools have been launched into orbit, in fact. Uh, even on the weeknights, uh, Monday night, I believe we had over 15000 We followed over 16000 on Tuesday. And then last night, uh, we did benefit from several cancellations, and we were over $22,000. So those 12% uh, takeout pick fours, still very popular. We continue to break records so week in, week out. With, uh, that was very nice to see on Sunday. You know, we're hoping for another good Sunday night. We've got 11 back on tap, and, of course, uh, the big pick four, We'll kick off at the sixth race. We'll actually have a little pick six carryover into Sunday as well. It's about 3,600 and change. Now, listen, you guys weren't the only ones that benefited last night, that's for sure, because uh, I noticed we, we, we definitely benefited from that last night. It was a lot of fun, that's for sure. My, or Gabe, I almost called you Mike. Oh, my goodness. Let's talk real quick about first of its kind. Uh, first of its kind um, sort of had to come from off the pace in the open one handicap uh, against a uh, pretty decent company. Uh, came from off the pace at a uh, little bit more than even money. But the big thing that I noticed out of this horse was the how quick this horse kicked home. 27-4, and four, uh, was down by one and a half lengths at the top of the stretch and made up a ton of ground on Sing For Me George, who uh, who looked pretty dominant throughout. Sing For Me George was the uh, favorite there. And uh, first of its kind, he even had to overcome me uh, picking him as well. So that was another handicap that uh, he did overcome there. But Sing For Me George left uh, the gate 25 and change for the opening quarter. So that may have taken a little of the uh, starch out of him. He still raced well. But, uh, yeah, you said at first of its kind, Jason Robinson, guys, the uh, trainer, he has uh, enjoyed a very good winter here. He's batting at over a 500 clip. I believe uh, he's only going to be racing with us one more week before heading back uh, north to uh, Pocono Downs and some of the Pennsylvania tracks. Uh, Mike, I'm sure you're familiar with him racing there at uh, Harris Philly as well. So uh, he's been enjoying a nice winter, and of course, first of its kind from that uh, barn, and that was his third start back. So these things uh, from that barn continue to get better with each start. I assume it'll be all systems go when he heads back north. Hey, uh, hey, Gabe, real quick before we let you go. Listen, you know some some of us are, uh, and Mike's probably going to chime in on this, but some of us are required to work, like me and you. Others of us have uh, have, have have had three months off. So, uh, you know, that must be nice. That's actually a pretty good uh, setup there. I, you know, I don't know how that, uh, how you work into those schedules. Yeah. Right. I, I, the, the, you know what? Listen, the bill companies love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I pretty much have to take my phone off the hook for three months. <laughs> well, that's, that's okay. We've, uh, that's okay. It's almost time to get back to work. That's the great news, Mike. One other thing, guys, a couple other things, in fact. Uh, we do drop Saturday moving forward, so I want everyone to know the uh, schedule change. We're now Sunday through Wednesday nights for the next uh, few weeks, and then after the first week of April, we'll drop another night uh, as well as we kind of continue to uh, unravel a bit here with the uh, schedule and the uh, latter stages of a racing season. We are now at uh, day number 96 of a 126-day meet. And we had some fun this week. You guys may have seen on uh, Twitter with uh, our starting gate uh, fiasco. The uh, Hummer, she got a little sick on us on uh, Tuesday night, and we had to scratch her sick 
uh, the last three races. We rolled out the uh, 1997 Cadillac DeVille, who has a huge fan following on Twitter, and uh, she did the job for us the last three races. In fact, everyone was begging to see her back in action tomorrow night, but uh, the Hummer went to see the doctor on uh, Wednesday morning, and uh, she was all better for last night's racing card. You know, real quick, let's let's jump on that for just a second before we let you go. The, you know, the, the the thing, the Hummer, is just it's an unreal thing that people kind of love. Um, you know, we were talking to I, I talk to people all the time who get starting car rides at Northfield or what have you, and they see the Hummer at Harris, Philadelphia. They see the Hummer at Pompano, and they're like, "Man, I really want to ride in that thing." What do you think makes the Hummer so much different? Is it because of the size of it, or is it just because it's a Hummer to ride it? Well, I think it is unique. There's no question about that. It actually, as Mike, I'm sure knows from uh, Philly as well, it, it gives fans, you know, when you do take those rides, you've got plenty of room, plenty of room to move around in. So it's really nice, you know, everyone that, uh, you know, we, we book essentially every single race of every single night, starting a ride. So uh, it's no secret. I would have to think we're one of the friendliest tracks in that capacity. You literally walk right in the racing office. We give you a ticket. We check for rider availability. And as long as we have it, we like to keep it booked. Every single race give fans a unique uh, perspective. You know, our Hummer, um, probably even a little more unique, but for some reason um, they have uh, painted the smiley face on the uh, side several years back, and that uh, that seems to get plenty of play out there. I believe that was some sort of marketing uh, strategy. But you know what? Uh, it's grown on us, so we call it the friendliest starting gate in all of horse racing. There you go. All right, Gable, listen, this has become, you know, we, we say this every week, but this has become one of the most fun segments that we do. And as we're winding down the Pompano meet, uh, hopefully we can continue, uh, continue our partnership in 2018. Sure. Sounds great, guys. Looking forward to it uh, and uh, great catching up once again. All right. That's Gabe Pruitt, the director of racing operations and the fine track announcer at Pompano Park. Mike, this, you know, I, I got, you know, when people talk about our uh, show, uh, off the air, I hear a lot about this Pompano Park segment, and people really enjoy it. You know, it's fun, it's friendly, and you know what? We we crack jokes on each other all the time, but in all seriousness, we're very good friends. Absolutely, Gabe's uh, Gabe's one of the best in the business. I mean, one of the best track announcers, one of the best guys to have on your team. He's just uh, unbelievable, and what him and Brett Revington, uh, who was there prior, have done with that Pompano Park product, that and the whole staff have just done an outstanding job. Speaking of outstanding job, we got the uh, the guys and gals from Pocono coming up next. Rick Kane, the race secretary at the Pocono, will be talking to us. Plus, we'll have Jennifer Starr, Jim Bavigli, and a lot more on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Ben America. Consider who we are. According to the 2010 Equine Census, we are 28,340 people with 81,000 horses on 16,040 properties that comprise 587,000 acres. Our assets are $5.6 billion. Our direct operating expenses are $363 million, and our economic impact has never been accurately measured, but is in the billions. We are every breed and every discipline in the horse world, and we are the place where many of those disciplines began in these United States. We are the Maryland Horse Council. For more information, visit mdhorsecouncil.org. That's mdhorsecouncil.org. We are back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter right now. Uh, it's time to, for our Pocono preview, and we're going to be joined first off by the fine race secretary and Pocono, Rick Kane. Rick, how are you, my friend? Fine, thank you. How are you doing? We're doing fantastic. First of all, before we get into business, I have to say that I really enjoyed your Facebook pictures. It looks like, uh, where were you in Washington, D.C. for a couple of days? Yeah, I, I have uh, a nephew who lives down there, and I always like to go down there. I, I, I'm a big fan of American history, and I always love to go to the city. 
Yeah, some great pictures uh, you, you were taking there. And uh, I'll tell you, it looked like you got pretty good weather and got out of there before the snowstorm started. That's one thing that I haven't done yet in this since I've been in this area is, is uh, take the trip to Washington, D.C. and spend a couple of days there. And that's what people tell me. You always have to spend a couple of days, if not longer, there to uh, kind of see all the Absolutely. sights. Absolutely. And yeah. I did go looking with the weather. Unfortunately, in the last couple of days, I've been halfway considering I should probably do my own version of the Iditarod dog sled race up here. <laughs> well, listen, well, you got to do what my good friend Joe Osher does. You got to head down to Florida for the winter. He's got it made. <laughs> All right. Well, Rick, uh, things are getting ready to open up. I know you guys had some weather issues. You had to push back your opening day. But uh, how is uh, horse population looking and how are things going on your end? Well, i got to tell you, the, the uh, number of the racing applications are very encouraging, as is the White Series nominations, which, um, which the series, they start in April. Um, the White Series itself is always a, a really good series for younger horses, and uh, a lot of good horses come out of that. A couple of years ago, we had a nice little trotter called J.L. Cruz win the final, and he went on that year to um, win an invitational here and beat Sebastian Kay in his last career start, so... It's a good showcase for younger horses here. Most certainly. Uh, Mike, you got anything? Go for it. Okay. Um, I was going to ask you, Rick, about and I, we, you said something about the Weiss series. And I remember, did you guys change days on, on the Weiss series? Yes, we had to. Um, we we uh, changed uh, a couple of legs and uh, about three of, of the four events to uh, get away from uh, – uh, a Sunday, and um, it's nothing major. We just pushed them a day after, uh, so it's not like it's like uh, coming before before they were actually scheduled. So it's a, it's a minor minor change in the scheduling. Okay, news has also been going around. Uh, it's been on the U.S. trotting in a couple other places that uh, Wiggle the Jiggle is going to be making his return, and he's going to be doing so in the Ben Franklin. I have to be looking forward to that, huh? That was an exceptional. Uh, series last year with the eliminations and the final it was probably the most hyped up race last year in harness racing um the first time those three horses uh wiggle it jiggle it always being mickey and um freaky feet pete got together in one race and uh, they didn't disappoint anybody with that race no question about it. Rick, what else we got coming up? I know we've got, as usual, we've got a very busy stank schedule, uh, and the greatest horses, once again, the greatest horses, trainers, and drivers will be uh, descending at Pocono. Uh, well, one one change also. Uh, this year, the All-Stars, I won't start them until all of them will be in July. The uh, last couple of years, we had the three-year-olds early on, and I'm going to give them a little bit more time, so they'll be starting in July along with the uh, two-year-olds. Gotcha. Rick, how long have you been doing this thing now? Probably some people would say too long, but uh, I've been working in racing offices uh, 46 years. Wow. And this is, uh, what is this, about your your sixth or seventh year at Pocono? This is my seventh. Seventh year. Okay, fantastic. And well, I, Rick, actually, I worked here uh, once as an assistant uh, back in 1977, um, and uh, so it was nice to come back here. All right. Well, listen, Rick, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. Best of luck uh, during the meet, and uh, hopefully the uh, weather cooperates, and uh, we'll get the uh, opening day. Very good. All right. That's uh, Rick Kane, the fine race secretary uh, at the Pocono. Now, joined uh, by the track announcer, Pocono, Jim Baviglia. Jim, how are you? Hey, Mike, doing great. How are you? I know Mike's got some questions for you. I did want to start this thing off uh, with uh, Sam McKee. You wrote a, a very good thing on Facebook about Sam and about uh, you get your guys' time together at the Crown. Could you elaborate on that? For oh, absolutely. Uh, Sam, uh, he called the Breeders' Crown with me twice, and the first time, it was only my second or third year, I believe, calling the uh, harness races at Pocono. And so, you know, it was a real big opportunity for me. And you, you know how it is in this business. Sometimes you get guys who are great talents. You think they might have great egos, too. And so I was a little worried about that. And then on top of that, my voice went uh, the night before the uh, races were going to start. First time it's ever happened. I mean, never happened since. And so I'm thinking, ah, oh, this guy's going to come in from the Meadowlands, and he's going to big-time me. He's going to say he should call the races. 
And then I met Sam, and he quickly put all those fears to rest. And he was just fantastic. He, he pumped me up through the night. He, and as we got to the last race, my voice was in tatters. And I said to him, I said, Sam, I don't know if I could do this race justice. I think you should take it. And uh, he, he said, no, you got this. He said, and I think he knew what a big opportunity it was for me. I mean, he called a million huge races. So, and we got through it. And, you know, he's one of those people who you just meet, you know, a couple times and he makes, he makes an impact on your life. And I know he did on mine and I know he did on so many people and, and the outpouring, you know, of, of affection for Sam, you know, after his passing, you know, it was just overwhelming. And I think that just speaks to, to what a wonderful man he was. Jim, let's talk a little bit about Pocono in the upcoming season. You guys have had some fantastic races. You guys have another great schedule of racing coming up. What's it like to be able to call all these big horses out there? Uh, you know, it's amazing, Mike, because, you know, I, I, I was there, you know, I, I've been at the track in some uh, form or other since 1997. So I remember when we were kind of one of the lower tracks on the totem pole and then to be able to see this transformation, you know, which was really precipitated by Mohegan Sun coming aboard and helping us out with the purses and then the Pennsylvania Harness Horsemen, you know, really helping with the purses as well. And, you know, to see it go from this track that, that you know, where it was kind of a, a pit stop, you know, where horses would go on to bigger and better things after doing well at Pocono. And now it's, it's one of the places to be in the country. And, and you know, you know, as a, as a track announcer, the, the easiest races to call are the great races. And, and that's that's what I find at Pocono night after night. So it really is a privilege uh, to be able to call the races. Now, Jim, uh, you guys obviously have a great season coming up. And, uh, you know, from a marketing standpoint, you guys do a fantastic job as well. We're going to talk to Jen Starr uh, here in just a couple mm-hmm. minutes. But, Jim, for those of you who don't – for those people who listen to our show who maybe don't know uh, how you got into the sport, uh, how in the world did you get become a track announcer, and where did you start at Pocono? Uh, you know, I started at Pocono in – there was a, a television show that they used to run on local cable – they called it the quad show where they, they played four tracks uh, from around the country. And uh, I would just set up those races. I would talk about them. I'd have the programs in front of me and then I'd let them play. And so I started there. And then around 2000, ooh, 2003, 2002, when Mohegan sun came aboard, I uh, helped out on the television show. I was co-host. And then uh, this, I believe is my 10th year uh, calling the races. So it was kind of accidental. I got into the sport and I kind of learned as I went. And, uh, you know, it's a really special place for me because my dad was here when the place opened uh, back in the 60s. He was a teller. So for me to be able to work and call races at a place where he really helped open up the place, uh, it's just it's, it's a dream job for me. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful every, every chance I get to do it. And I'm so excited for the, for the new season coming up. Now, Jim, real quick, before we let you go, uh, I've seen mm-hmm. on Facebook, you do have uh, this book coming out. Uh, I, I don't know <laughs> if it's out yet. Is it the top 100 Beatles songs, right? Is this thing out yet? Yeah, yeah, it just came out this week. It's called, uh, for all you who uh, happen to be music fans out there, it's called Counting Down the Beatles, their 100 Finest Songs. My fourth book, uh, the, I've done books on Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, and the Rolling Stones, kind of a similar manner. And uh, it's kind of my sidelight away from harness racing. And I, I've been a music fan my whole life. I love it to get the chance to write about it and have people check it out. Uh, just kind of blows me away. So, so it is uh, something that I do on the side. I write for magazines and stuff like that. So uh, anybody who uh, wants to check that out, just kind of Google my name and it'll come up there. And uh, I, I think you'll enjoy it. That's great. Now with all the great Beatles songs, how in the world could you pick a number <laughs> one? Holy moly. That had to be one of the toughest things in the world to do. It was not easy, but it was a labor of love. And what I tell everybody is that the, the rankings are kind of the hook to draw people into the book. Um, right. Obviously, there's no perfect science to it, and I'm not saying these are definitive, that my, mine are right and other people's are wrong. But, but what I hope people do is then they check the book out and they see what a passionate fan I am because I write an essay for every one of the songs and uh, really go in-depth in them. And so I hope that's what people get out of it. And I, I think it's a great thing for people who are newcomers to, to this kind of music and also for people who are diehard fans. Well, Jim, I'll tell you, I can't read, uh, read it. It's going to be a great read, and I encourage Thank each you. and every one of you to go out there and uh, and check it out. Jim, best of luck to you coming up at Pocono. We can't wait to hear your voice, my friend. Uh, uh, thanks so much, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. All right, that was the track announcer at Pocono, Jim Baviglia. And uh, it's a great book, Mike. Uh, you know, at, well, at least it's for me because it, it piques my curiosity because I love the Beatles. I absolutely love the Beatles. 
And, you know, it's one of those situations where how in the world, like I said to Jim, how in the world did you put a song at number one? They made wrote so many great songs. So I can't wait to read it. I, that's going to be uh, that's going to be one of the highlights of my next couple of weeks when I get a hold of that thing. L- l- listen, they were around when you uh, you were graduating high school, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, listen, uh, we've got Jen Starr on deck. We're going to take a real quick commercial timeout because we're a little bit behind. When we come back, it's the racing marketing manager at Pocono, Jen Starr on Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. After last year's record-setting season, Running Aces Casino and Racetrack in beautiful Minnesota is gearing up for its 10th anniversary season of live harness racing action from May 20th to September 16th this year. Come join the first-class racing at our top-notch facility. For horsemen, stall applications are available starting February 15th and are due by March 15th. For racing fans, Running Aces will also be adding more excitement with additional new multi-race wagers this season. You can find our product at most simulcasting facilities across North America and on your favorite ADW site. For simulcasting agreements, contact Ben Flum at Running Aces. Don't miss any of the action. For more information, visit our website, runaces.com. Northwood stands ready to serve its growing customer base in representing them at both yearling and mixed sales and in private purchases of racing and breeding stock. If you're looking into the harness racing marketplace as a buyer or seller, call Northwood today. Northwood is the most experienced and professional representation for public auction and private sales. Northwood is now accepting entries to the 2017 yearling sales. Visit them online at northwoodbloodstock.com. That's northwoodbloodstock.com. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America in the middle of our Pocono preview. And right now, we're joined by the racing marketing manager at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono, Jennifer Starr. Jen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Really, really excited to be on your show. All right. Well, first things first, we had to push back opening day because of winter storm Stella. And I know we were all looking forward to it, but uh, you guys just got blasted by that winter storm. What an unbelievably bad storm and you know i've had this countdown clock on my facebook page for months counting down opening night and so excited but you know after all was said and done track personnel and the uh, phha just decided for the safety of everyone it was wise to push back the opening and get the track ready in the form that we are used to and, and and just get the track surface perfect not just you know not quite not quite as good, or not quite good enough, I should say. So that's why we did push back the opening. And it, it does make a lot of sense to do that. So as we speak, they're out there working on the track, and it gets very exciting to see red because all we've seen out the windows is just pure white for the last few days. Now, Jen, i got to tell you, we were anxiously awaiting this press conference, and now we got to wait till Monday. Uh, i got to say I was a little disappointed, <laughs> but uh, we, you guys have some big news coming up on Monday. When will that press conference be, and can uh, people just like anybody listen to it, or where are you guys going to do it, Facebook Live maybe? I think we're going to do a nice little Facebook Live for everybody, absolutely, uh-huh. because we do have some really nice news, some really big news, and we'd like to share it with everyone. And since the press conference is closed and just to uh, the press and, and invited guests, I want to make sure that everybody gets to just to find out exactly what we're going to announce, and I'm sure everybody will be thrilled about it. So I'll make sure we get Facebook Live, and I'll make sure everybody gets to get in on the news as soon as we announce it. That's fantastic. Uh, you've, and you've got opening day coming up the very next day on Tuesday. What are some of the things you guys got planned for uh, opening day? Well, we decided to do something a little bit different for opening day and want to – well, we're going to do free programs, which is a big thing that we like to do, and, and it really goes over well. And 
the coup the program will have a coupon. You grab the coupon, drop it in the registration bin, and then you'll have a chance to win up to one hundred dollars in live racing vouchers. So we'll have drawings after races one through five and then race ten, and there'll be varying amounts and lots of winners. So make sure you grab that coupon and put it right in and we'll keep announcing names and putting them up on the jumbo screen and everybody could come get their free vouchers. And I think this will keep everybody so animated and excited to see who's the next winner and you know, did I win? And it's just an exciting thing. Even though it is a Tuesday night, we still want to build it up just as much. Mike? Jen, listen, one track I've never been to is uh, Mohegan Sun at Pocono Downs. And, you know, from watching it on video, it looks like a very nice facility. Talk to us a little bit about some of the amenities that you guys have. I know you guys have the casino there, obviously. But if fans want to say they want to book a party or what have you, uh, what kind of things do you offer them? We have a really nice clubhouse, and the clubhouse team and the sales team always do a great job if you were interested in having like a little uh, like a little private dinner in Pacers Clubhouse on, on a race night and you wanted to bring several people or a large group, they're always really great to work with. And they could put together a menu for you, either order off the menu or a special menu, and it's always nice to do that on a race night so that you're separated from the regular diners and yet you get you know, your race program and you get to watch the races. It's so much fun. And there are a lot of groups that do that during the racing season. It is a perfect view of the racetrack. I mean, Clubhouse has a perfect view. And we also like to tell everybody our apron has – benches and tables and umbrella tables and the patio overlooks the track so if you just want to come out and grab a seat on any race night it's just free to go out there there's no admission there's no parking you just grab a seat put your feet up grab your program enjoy the races on a summer night it's such a great way to watch the races so we encourage everybody just come out and try it yeah, most certainly. It's beautiful, uh, a beautiful summer night. It's uh, definitely gorgeous out there with the warm weather in the patio and, uh, of course, uh, the beautiful racetrack there. Uh, and it's a beautiful area, by the way. I mean, you got the backdrop with the mountains. I mean, just a whole beautiful setting. Jen, uh, what else have we got looking forward to coming up uh, in 2017? I know we've got, of course, like we were talking to Rick, we've got the, all the great stakes uh, races going to happen. Of course, all the Pennsylvania Sire Stakes, which are always very popular. What else we got going on? Well, we love Derby Day because not only is it a big party day, but it's the day that we get to do the double header of live racing. And we get to introduce harness racing to a lot more fans than maybe we wouldn't normally because fans are arriving to watch the Derby. And while they're arriving, they get to see the early card of harness racing. And this introduces them to harness racing. And if we could make a few more fans or dozens more fans that day, it's, it's just so good. And they love it. They go outside, they watch it, you know, they're walking around, they find their table outside, and that's why we love that double card. And then after the Derby, you know, there's more live racing, so there's no need to leave as soon as the Derby is over. If it's a perfect night and we've been having terrific weather on Derby Day, just stick around and watch the races on, on Derby night. And then has, as Rick had mentioned, Sunstake Saturday. It has just turned out to be the biggest night of the season. Last year with the star power we had, and you know, these these horses have their own fan base. They're like rock stars in their own right. People come from miles around to see the horses race and they just, they really do have their own fan base. And it's so exciting to see them on the track. It's exciting to see the fans come out and cheer on their favorites. The drivers have their own fan base. It's just really turned into a wonderful, wonderful way to watch the races. You have your favorites. Maybe you make a few more favorites and you get to watch everything up close and personal. And you know how Pocono is set up. The apron is very close to the track. You get a good spot at the rail. You get some terrific pictures, video, Snapchat, you know, everything you could do. It's right there to do it. All right. Opening day is Tuesday for the 2017 Pocono Meet. Jen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, and I'm sure we'll be checking back with you as the uh, meet continues along. And listen, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Downs at MSP, and we'll keep you posted with everything going on as well as live tweeting during racing. And make sure you come out and see us for the season. And both of you, I hope to see both of you out here this season. Sounds good, Jen. We'll be there. Thanks so much.
All right, that was Jen Starr, the racing marketing manager at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. And uh, she was doing a great job on social media, Mike, uh, with the qualifiers, showing them on Facebook Live, going back into the paddock, giving people really a behind-the-scenes view of what goes on during qualifiers, really, uh, you know, pumping people up for the start of the meet, which, of course, got pushed back because of the bad weather. But uh, it's going to all start on Tuesday, Mike. Yeah, man, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I really enjoy watching the racing at Pocono. It's fast, furious, and fun. Well, Mike, we're going to wrap this thing up uh, on the backside of this commercial break. Uh, we're going to take one final timeout. When we come back, you've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings, while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At the stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. Four two six three. It's the stable. Ca. Now at Bet America, every track is a bonus track. Earn rewards points for every wager you make on every track. We also offer more points for all exotic wagers. And don't forget about our weekly promos. Check our calendar to see how you can earn double points on featured tracks and races. Sign up for Bet America today to start earning points and get up to a $400 bonus with our new 200% deposit match. See our website for reward point state restrictions. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. We certainly appreciate everybody joining us. Certainly a great show here today, and we appreciate our guests. We appreciate all of our listeners. And, uh, Mike, once again, we are teaching every one of you to check out our live remote schedule, our quickly growing live remote schedule. <laughs> uh, you can uh, right. look that up at Post Time with Mike at Mike.com. And, uh, hey, check off, check back often, because I'm sure that thing's going to get bigger as uh, time goes on. Plus, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And uh, don't forget, uh, we're going to, once we clarify this thing uh, with the uh, town hall with uh, USDA President Russell Williams, we'll make that announcement on social media as well, Mike. I think that would be a great thing, a great uh, opportunity for the fans and the horsemen uh, to interact once a month with our USDA president, Mike. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, definitely. That's going to be a lot, uh, very exciting uh, to witness. And, you know, we were coming back from that commercial break and, you know, we consider ourselves, you know, some pretty professional radio hosts. We kind of joke around back and forth, but we were coming back from that commercial break for the, you know, for those of you who haven't seen us at our live remotes, we're, both of us are constantly moving. Mike, I, I was tweeting out about, hey, do you have a big event at your track? You know, kind of email us. I come back to Facebook where me and Mike chat back and forth about, you know, who's going next. And he goes, you bring it back. And the commercial was already over. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> that that, that you know, didn't work out that well. Mike, listen, we're going to have to do a behind-the-scenes show one of these days. I know we talked about that before, but, uh, oh, yeah. you know, listen, we're, uh, what, about seven, eight, nine hundred miles away from each other trying to do this thing. So there's a lot of behind-the-scenes communication between myself and Mike to uh, try to not talk over each other and who's going to bring it back from break and who's going to do this and who's going to do that. So uh, maybe one of these days, Mike, we'll have to have uh, somebody do a Facebook Live uh, of uh, some behind-the-scenes activity because it's, you know, hey, it's not just turning on the mic and talking, my friend. Yeah, it's definitely not that easy. Well, Mike, coming up next week, we're going to hopefully have another spectacular show. Um, we've got our feelers out to a couple of people. I know we've talked to the guys that often pacing. Ryan Clements is going to be joining us uh, sometime within the next couple of weeks. They're going to be talking about their big game off and pacing. So that should be a lot of fun. Also, stay tuned. We have a schedule change coming up beginning April 2nd. You don't want to miss that. See you next week on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. First post next week is 1 o'clock. Good night, everybody. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. 
last call for alcohol So finish your whiskey or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here I know 